Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia Welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, me- mediocre And Meryl of mixed movies. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Matt. I feel like we should have used and the, the mural of movies before. Absolutely. Come yeah, up. I'm yeah. Cassandra. And I'm James. And we are going to be washing and drying <laughs> in this week's episode oh, of Mixed Wet and soapy. <laughs> How have uh, you been? Yeah, good. Uh, Relaxing. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, we are taking a, a chill pill and it's great mm. to just watch random Netflix movies. Yeah, you've wrapped up a couple of important yeah, things. We yeah, we finished our, sh- our radio. The, well, the last time you heard from us, we just finished our radio series. And mm-hmm. then we have wrapped up uh, our Your one day season. Show, yeah, exclusive. Uh, which became one a very night. exclusive season <laughs> one due to the show. COVID situation changing in New Zealand um, for our international listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, the North Island, well, the... The whole of New Zealand, except for Auckland, are in level two, which basically means regular business as usual, except that large gatherings of uh, more than 100 people in public places mm. uh, cannot go ahead, which unfortunately affects uh, our show. Because yeah. Because we had, um, you know, only about 100 people in the crowd, that also doesn't include the band and me, <laughs> and there's no way... And social distancing. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a apartment Space town. Yeah. It was wild because so, we had our yeah. opening night, and we were like, yeah, such a good buzz. And then slowly across the room, Matt was there as well. Yeah, yeah just people had could check Just like, have you heard the news? Had, had seen that there yeah. was a situation. It was like, what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. Indeed. It was like, there's a titter in the air. Um, um, but and yeah. then the mood changed. So it's, it's, it's pretty sad for us that we were, we were excited for our show, and we were hoping to have a full season. But we're going to be bringing it back. And, you know, I think we're just happy to have a government that acts very fast and yeah. responsibibly. Yeah, absolutely. And it was good. I was there. It was one when it comes back. And you trust um, Matt's taste absolutely. because you listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And speaking of the government, we have an election coming in oh, a couple yeah. months. So if you're not registered to vote, do that. Um, You've do got that. a little bit more time now that the election's been pushed back. Yeah. yeah. Elections all around this year, very important elections. Extremely important. Do them. Yeah, do, do them. <laughs> do the electing thing. Do the, it's very easy. Yeah. Particularly if you're in New Zealand, like signing up to vote and being in the electoral roll is like very easy. Mm. Literally just go to a website and then just type in your dates. And you have, and, like, can even have if you're confidence not, in the postal system. Yeah, yeah. And even if you're not there, you can vote outside your electorate because I've done that almost every, every yeah, election. Yeah, no, same. Absolutely. <laughs> and and I've, I've, I've just updated my electorate to the one I currently. <laughs> not your <laughs> Well, exactly. I don't have any connection to that um, electorate anymore, so I feel yeah. like uh, it, sh- it should be, um, yeah, changed yeah. to the current one. With, us, look, move, with it, us moving house, we have new people to choose from as well. Yeah. We won't and say it, where we are. It but. matters. Look, our mayor changed because of what a handful of votes more yeah. than that, but you know, um, but not many. Yeah, mm. not Absolutely. a lot. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what else is? What I mean, what have you been up to, Matt? Uh, no, it's, like, I've been good, like, winter is on its way out, so I'm actually in good spirits, the sun is out, the shorts are back on. Are you, are you not a winter person, Matt? I, look, I, I think I'm okay during the winter, but I think this year coming out of lockdown and going back to my normal life, 
um, and winter happening straight after was just like I hate winter at all times. Yeah, was, I think everything about winter your personality, terrible. especially Matt, and then you, you too. It was it's like you're definitely not winter people. It was <laughs> I am a little bit more. It was winter. harsher this year for me, where like every I just noticed my mood changing when the sun would be out, and mm. um, yeah, I wasn't like in a a great place during winter, mm. but now my spirits are back up. And I'm feeling chipper. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And I'm ready to get back into um, working on my summer bod. Summer's happening. Gonna have a hot girl summer. Let's let's do yeah. it. Even though we're probably just gonna stay in the city. <laughs> <laughs> There's nowhere to go. There's yeah. nowhere to go but here. Yeah, how are Socially you guys? distant summer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, yeah. Just chilling. Yeah. Uh, we've been watching plenty of films and TV. Which well, we can talk about that. Brings us to. Pop, 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 pop corner. <laughs> Great segue, everyone. Nice. Um, so, Love that. Yeah. James, did you want to go first with your... Yeah, sure. Um, so I have been... So we brought a Switch, which I think we talked about last time. Um, but one of the games that I wanted to reward myself with, I do love Animal Crossing, but like uh, Cass and I do have different kind of gaming vibes. Yeah. She likes creating with flowers and, and trees and planting and building up. Forming. I've yeah. just like destroyed... I've, I've yeah, changed the that. entire like landscape of, of, our, <laughs> yeah. of our island now. Whereas I'm more of like a hack and slash kind of person, I like a little bit more combat. Um, so I decided to reward myself with Zelda Breath of the Wild, nice. which has been highly acclaimed and it is awesome. I am going around. There are so many monsters, like the environment is beautiful. If you don't know, this is, yeah, like a highly acclaimed Switch game, which um, Zelda like uh, not Zelda. Um, Link wakes up like a hundred years later, and um, Zelda. <laughs> Zelda is like talking to him, being like, "Hey, hello, Link. It's time to follow your destiny." That one's definitely going on the real. Yes, <laughs> I mean, that, add that to the. If, if you've played Breath of the Wild, that is a pretty close impersonation. All my impersonations of Breath of the Wild characters are. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, they really saved on the voice acting cast because like, <laughs> when it's not a cinematic, that's all they do. Um, yeah, it's great. You get like a glider so you can like soar around. Um, you can hack and slash. You can go to these shrines and do all these puzzles. And mm. it is just a, yeah, it's a really cool way of, of wheedling like a couple of hours, which is what we kind of wanted to do post like doing two shows back to back. Nice. I think I like a little bit of both. Mm. I like another thing. That I like in my gaming is problem solving. So like yeah, mm. puzzles and problem puzzles. solving. Is great. Yeah, so there's a bit of puzzles and which I like. Yeah. I did not realize that we had a switch at home. Yes. Whoa! <laughs> it was just sitting around. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was like literally talking about Animal Crossing to my flatmates, and then I like just saw it, just like <laughs> yeah. it was just so chilling in its red and blue. Yeah, it was just like, chilling in on. its charger, and I was like, wait, what? Okay, <laughs> so I did start playing Animal Crossing, but now I'm kind of over. <laughs> yeah. So I, it got me like a full week and a half of like doing my island up and the island of Cultura. Oh. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. I don't know. I'll get back to it when I have more time. But then I realized I spent a lot of time on it, and it was just. <laughs> what What's your character called? It's just Matthew with um, an accent, a goo on the E. Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. Matthew. It's not even the proper French spelling. It's just Matthew. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. What else did you get up to? Uh, the other thing that we've been watching in full, which Cass will um, share yes. with uh, me. This is my only thing, so I yeah, 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 yeah. don't take my one. So we've been watching The Umbrella Academy season Ooh. one, even though season two has just come out, because we heard season two was really good. Mm. And so we were like, okay, let's Lots of people have been talking about it. Yeah. Um, and we've both really enjoyed it. Yeah, like, that's cool. It's, so, there's a lot of, like, there are things I would change 100% in terms of, like, I think it would work better either as, like, maybe, like, a 15-episode mm. season or, like, what's, what's maybe, the like, a double fit. It's, like, it's, like, hour-long episodes, but then sometimes oh, they get something shorter, tough. and I think yeah. that should just be 40 minutes. Yeah, it's tough. So <laughs> I, I had um, yeah, grown up with a bit of Umbrella Academy because I came out as comic books, um, and it's by um, Gerard Way and Gabriel Barr. But yeah, oh, I didn't like realize that. Yeah. yeah. And it makes total sense when and you... And so yeah, it's basically, that. like, a family of superheroes... Um, so it's a bunch of kids that were all born on the same date, like mm. random, unexpected kind pregnancy. Of a, yeah, um, and then, immaculate sort of yeah. um, birth thing. And then the strange professor accumulates them all and um, keeps seven of them because they have superpowers. And then they're like a crime-fighting family with a bunch of issues, daddy issues, because the guy is fucking terrible. Mm. He's like a psychopath. Yeah. And um, obviously Umbrella Academy starring our favorite Ellen. <laughs> Page, yeah. not Page. the other one. Of all the, the Ellen, she is really, really <laughs> And sometime Wellington thought Robert Sheehan, <laughs> who is who is as, as thotty in this as well. But yeah, he's, he's very good. Oh. He's very good at this. Yeah, the stories I, I can tell. I, I just remembered one more um, <laughs> pop corner actually uh, that I can add to it. I have been having a Robert Sheehan like I feel like I've watched so much of his stuff because I also saw Mortal Engines, which I can touch on in a moment. But have you seen Misfits? I have not no, seen this. Not yet. I think mean, this is good. Yeah. It's really fun. But yeah, I'd say the thing with Umbrella Academy is like the characters are really interesting. There's lots mm. of really fun, like it's it's not afraid to be like kind of silly and campy in its conception. Sometimes its music choices are too much. <laughs> they are uh, because they choose songs which have like an existing other big pop cultural moment, like in yeah. a film, and then they'll be like, but we're going to do it. And I'm like, you can't do Don't Stop Me Now for a fight scene because that's in, in Short that's of the Dead. Yeah, or like yeah. Yeah. exit music for a film by Radiohead. And, and like, it's like, this is so this overplayed. But yeah, so it's, um, you know, there are some choices like that where it doesn't work. But I feel like in terms of tone, it's very fun and it doesn't yeah. take itself too mm. seriously. Um, you've got a lot of fun with the characters. Some of the plot, like the plot elements generally... I liked, but just sometimes the timing of the tempo is a bit weird. Like sometimes yeah, it will yeah. feel like, okay, we're here, we're doing this now, or like we're gonna redo something that we don't need to see again. But now mm. we're gonna do this other thing very, mm. very fast and try to fit six plot points in one hour long episode. And you're like, yo, but God, I think don't do it all. In terms right. of a show that like actually mm. like comes from a comic book and is embracing its comic book kind of like. Um, you know, history, like, it, it actually looks like a comic book. There's, like, a character that has, like, this huge gorilla body, and they have, like, He's so puffed so it up to, like, that. the level that is, like, looks truly absurd, like, and it's a really impressive job because the the illustrations of the book are, like, really stylized. They're really, like, sharp kind of angles. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's cool that the, it was able to translate this. One other yeah. thing as well is the comic book is really white. Like, all of the characters are just, White. white guys um, like and white the women. TV show has done like a really yeah, they've great done job some really strong color conscious casting stuff mm. um, where they've yeah been like okay we're gonna that, there's no reason why all these people have to be white yeah especially if they were born all around the, the world the entire idea is that they're born to random people like random women around the world yeah like they should be a multi-ethnic group and mm. so they've gone with that mm. also uh, Aiden Gallagher who plays the 13 year old um uh, number five who's yeah. like he had some time travel stuff so he's like in a he's a 58 year old man but he's in a 13 year old body 
and mm. does a great job of oh, playing it. It's, it's very fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we just hear season two gets better and better, so we're really yeah. looking forward to so, yes. checking that out. That sounds exciting. I have not seen it, but maybe it's gonna be added to the ever growing list. It's a very easy watch because <laughs> okay, yeah, it's one you're just watching it and you're like, ah, oh, this yeah. is enough. Yeah. Just be prepared for a our, bit of frustration. Hour long episodes it. are tough though. That's, that's like the that's thing. my you stuff. binge it all. Ten it's, hour long episodes. That's my stumbling block with um sex mm. education. The episodes are so long for a comedy. I've never, I've never watched. I, I think I've watched some of Sex Education right. that you were watching it, but I'm yeah. Really you got to do like the really twenty-two like minute episode. <laughs> yeah, it comedies feels so are twenty-two minutes. Yeah. yeah, I can't laugh that long. Yeah, mm. I'll quickly touch on Model Engines because uh, I wanted to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a wild, wild ride. Um, not especially in a good way. Um, <laughs> there are some ups and downs, but there are like it's such like a dense like um, source material. It's, from a bunch of YA novels where like cities consume each other. Um, But you get a lot of Hugo Weaving. There is a character called the Resurrected Man, which is like this kind of like undead creature that like chases the main heroes. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's a fascinating kind of insight into Would you recommend it though? Because I feel like when I heard you watching it, there was a lot of, ah! (laughs) Because you were getting frustrated with it. I think it's like no one saw it Um, and it's it's like a ride. It's kind of similar to this movie actually that we're going to review later. Like mm. there's ups and downs, and you're like, but you feel like you've gone through a journey while watching it. Right. You're like, right. I have experienced this. Who is in the Mortal Engines again? Robert Apart Sheehan, from... Hugo Weaving. Robert Sheehan. Um, uh, um, I don't know her. <laughs> Who that? Her breakout role. Anyone else? <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking in terms of names. Might not be famous people. Yeah, yeah might not I be. think it's just them. Okay, cool. Um, just a two in terms of, show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would watch it. Um, Sheehan is a lot, like he has more of a traditional hero kind of character. Mm. Um, he's a lot more interesting as Klaus in the Umbrella Academy where he really gets to um, let go and be wild with yeah. a really nihilistic mm. character that can speak with the dead. But uh, yeah, I, I, weirdly, I, I had... A really interesting time watching his filmography. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Misfits is next. Yeah. Like, How he's about... only in it for like two seasons, so it's fine. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Right. Well, I assume you know. he does, tragically. Um, anyway, well, we'll find out. Well, we'll look, find out, Jen. You'll have a good time watching the show. Right. Uh, how about you, Matt? Um, uh, the NBA is back on, which is interesting. I'm not going to talk a lot about it because I feel like that's not our demographic. But like, there are people that listen yeah. to this that also like sports, you know. Yeah, um, but that's cool, and it's the playoffs, and it's just like exciting watching something uh, that I usually watch in like a different context. I definitely saw um, uh, like some. Not like I didn't watch them, but like I saw on YouTube that like wrestling was going on throughout the pandemic. But like it was so funny. I I tried to watch a match because just because I was curious, mm. and it was so weird just not having a crowd. There. Yeah, that's mm. that's like they're all in like yeah their own bubble, and right? they were like that's they like a lot of 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 um wrestling as well as just like talking on the mic. So yeah. they were just like cutting these promos, like talking smack about the, the other wrestler. And I'm like, this is like, weird. <laughs> the acting side of wrestling, but, which is two thirds. Yeah. The NBA is a bit of the same. It, it reminds me of Summer League where it's kind of um a bit like quiet and um but the stakes are there. It's it's much better handled than the wrestling. So like I'm excited about that. 
Um, other things I've been watching, I haven't been watching a lot recently. I've been really enjoying Canada's Drag Race, which is, um, I think, <laughs> a really good season of Drag Race. And speaking of Drag Race, I really wanted to talk about um, the passing of Chi Chi Devane, yeah. who's um, yeah. just a wonderful queen from season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race. You can watch that on Netflix. Uh, just like a small tan Louisiana girl um, with big dreams and resourcefulness and just like lots of character and charm who passed away from um, complications of pneumonia. She had scleroderma for like a long time. So uh, yeah, she was 34 years old and um, it's really sad. Yeah, she lights up the screen every time. She's Absolutely, on screen in that series. Yeah. yeah. And we saw her on All Stars recently as well. And I think she messed up her talent show. And I, I don't know if that's probably like around the time her disease started. Mm -hmm. So uh, she was a star and um, if you watch that season of Drag Race, you'll just see the magic that she um, emanates, and she's amazing. Um, other things that I've been getting to, there's been a cultural reset in the world of music, because everybody has been gushing about the wop, 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 wop. Oh, of course. We haven't discussed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All you need to know. <laughs> Wet ass P word. Wet yeah. ass P word. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is that, do you Ben Shapiro has like I was kind of aware of him peripherally. Oh, do until, you not know about Ben Shapiro? No, I do. I was just like to me, I was just I do I didn't know him, but I didn't like really get into him. I was like I would see his. Why would his, you get, why into, would you get him? into him? Yeah. No, I mean I would see his videos like him being mocked on Twitter, and I would just like would never click on the video because I was like I don't care. But I just had to see his his WAP review. Did you see the follow up tweet he did today? No, I didn't. No. He said like. People have been messaging me saying like that, that, that my that my wife must not be very sexually satisfied in our marriage because he did like this whole yeah, thing where yeah. he said like you know like my, my wife, wife doc my doctor wife <laughs> says that if you have a wet pussy then that means that you've got a medical issue yeah. um, and so he said this thing being like people people think she must not be very satisfied but we believe that that a marriage is more there are more important things than sex in marriage <laughs> you're like, so you're digging, confirmed you've got the, the shovel and you're just confirmed. digging even uh, further her down. pussy is dry as hell <laughs> it's cobwebs like, poor just, woman just literally just not even trying to be like no I'm actually like very like you know yeah. I was I was just I was being facetious in that video yeah. which he could have very easily said he doubled mm. down like sex is not very important to yeah. um yeah the only, you know, you have to see the video. You obviously have to listen to the song a million times, especially the line. <laughs> when you touch that little dangly thing that's swinging <laughs> on the back of my throat, one of the greatest <laughs> of all time lines. Um, but also the supplementary material that you need to watch is Leslie Jordan reacting to WAP, which you guys need to that. see. Oh. Uh, I'll show you after. It is like God's gift. And Leslie <laughs> Jordan in general, God's gift to earth. Um... Um, other than that, I've been watching like movies from the year 2000, um, which is weird. I nice. start, well, I, one day I was just like, I really want to watch Aaron Brockovich again. So I did. Good flick. Yeah, I know. Really good <laughs> flick. Up. And then I just ended up watching a whole, like just a few other things right. like love and basketball. Question, and, are you in the mood for love though? I, I'm always in the mood for love, but I have seen it recently. So true, I, true. I, I haven't, um, you haven't seen I haven't that seen one. Yet, no, oh, you should see two it. Two of the most okay. attractive people. I know, I know. Absolutely. You've told me about. So yearning. Yeah. That soundtrack. It's a really good year for film actually, because I mean, I watched in my little mini marathon, um, love and basketball. All of these are rewatches. Mm. 
Um, what else did I see? You Can Count On Me, which is like an early Kenneth Lonergan um, film. That was with, great. With Mark Laura Ruffalo. Linney and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo is so good. In this. And Laura Linney as well. But mm. yeah. Um, what else did I watch? I watched, um, I rewatched uh, Requiem for a Dream, which <laughs> I did. Oh, so, so why 2000? <laughs> Were you just I like? I don't know. I was just like, I was just like, I just saw my list on Letterboxd and I was like, oh, I haven't seen that in a while. I haven't seen that in a while. Mm. Um, so I just kind of was in the mood to rewatch all these films. And I might do that like for 2001. And yeah, great. I, don't know, I haven't really planned it, but I want to see Billy Elliot again. That might be this oh. weekend because nice. I, I love, love Billy Elliot. <laughs> I know. Billy mm. Elliot, I studied for my year 11 like English class. Mm film and I think the fact that you can study something for year 11 English class which is the absolute most turgid like yeah. this is the thing that represents this thing all of the most basic film analysis stuff mm. you get from English yeah. because if you can come out of that and still love the, love film, the film then that's a fantastic yeah. film. Absolutely. Well I had, I had that experience at uni with Requiem for a Dream and I do oh my God. not love that film after watching it over and over. I did not have to do any I did, I did film 101 as well and I, I had to watch it for it but yeah. I did not do any papers on it. I remember watching that screening in film 101 and just like after the the film ended you could just feel the energy in the room like everyone was harrowed by <laughs> the experience mm. and I was like okay great I was one of those people and I was like now obviously my taste has developed and I I, I swear I was like you know, I probably wouldn't like this film now. And you know what? Confirmed. <laughs> Weirdly, like, the my first experience watching Requiem was, uh, like, on a laptop with headphones, like, in the middle of the night, which actually is, like, quite a good experience for that probably film. Probably the ideal yeah. watching yeah, experience. Yeah, because you're just like, what the like, fuck is this? It's got good sound design. It's got good editing. It's like, I think it's, like, still kind of an impressive directing achievement for yeah. mm. Aronofsky. And Alan Burstyn, obviously, is really good. It's just the general, the politics of it as yeah. a film yeah. are very yeah. like, if you do drugs, you deserve all the horror. <laughs> yeah. It's just so way. extremist. Like, you're going to your amputated. If you smoke the marijuana, <laughs> yeah. it's going to lead you down the road of, like, you're going to yeah. be forced it's to too much. slavery and lose your arm. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Anyways, so that's that's been me. It's been, yeah, <laughs> a wild kind of couple of weeks watching pop culture, but that's... That's where I'm at. That's a lot of pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess like it has been a few weeks since yeah, we did yeah. our last recording. Mm. That's right. We mm. did record early last week. We last week last, last episode. episode. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> should we move to our feature presentation? Yeah, yeah. Feature presentation from old pop culture to one that came out just last year, the laundromat. I still in my head, I'm like, the laundrette, laundromat, the other, the other one. No. Um, so the laundromat. It's not my beautiful laundrette. No. no. It's, a, not it's, it's also not about washing and tumble drying. It's not that type of laundry. Uh, yeah. And it's I not even know. a euphemism. Had like, anybody heard about, like, what did you heard about this film before you watched it? Because I know nothing about this at all. Um, I, you guys decided we should watch it. I, so like... I guess my history, not with this film, but with the director, Steven Soderbergh, I really like his films. He's like, he, if you don't know. The other Steven. Yes. The other Steven S. Um, Yeah. Uh, And maybe not. (laughs) The other, other Steven S. The other, other. Where like he like both has done like super commercial stuff like Ocean's Eleven and then like does really weird alternative what? Sorry, I just gasped because I remembered Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, Soderberg. exactly. Yeah. Soderberg, yeah. So, yeah, stuff like, yeah, Aaron Brockovich as well, super commercial, like, 
gone for the Oscar kind of mm. stuff. And then like weird experimental films like Bubble or like even something like Logan Lucky is like pretty mm. experimental in terms of like how it was released and how it was like planned. Yeah. It was designed specifically for the Southern kind of audience. And it, you know, he, he likes to try things in his films that don't always work. And he does it. He seems quite carefree mm. about like, oh, that didn't work. Next thing. Um, he did the um, wonderful lockdown classic Contagion. Yes. <laughs> which uh-huh. people watch the shit out of. Yeah. Um, and I guess it goes people of, are comfort of. The recent, so, so <laughs> one of the recent side effects I really enjoyed was the, the really soapy side effects. That Have you seen that? No, that's with um, Channing Tatum yeah, and, and um, Ray. Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally just hearing this and being like, oh, that one was Stephen Soderbergh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I he's guess, just yeah, I don't really know too. what his... Um, Haywire, yeah. where he tried to make um, uh, a star out of... Uh, oh. Gina Carano? Yeah. Gina Carano. Carano? Yes, yes. Oh, wait. Uh, no, that's... Yeah. No, we're talking yeah. about... Oh, Ronda Rousey. What? I can't... The I'm MMA not sure fighter? if that's a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Ronda Rousey. Oh. Or who's Gina I Carano? It's, I think it's Gina... It is Gina Carano. Yeah. Gina Carano. Um, Are you making a person up? No, no. Uh, it's just someone who is exceptionally good at um, right. choreo yeah. um, and maybe not so well, good at acting. Cass will look this up. Never mind. Yeah. Um, I'll look it up later. In, <laughs> uh, yeah. I just remembered as well in the year 2000, he directed both Aaron Brockovich and Traffic and got nominated for the Oscar for Best Director for both huh. and won for Traffic. Yeah, good, good on, on him. him. Yeah. yeah. In my mind, I still haven't seen Traffic, I don't think, but I still mix it up with Crash because it's all like <laughs> synonymous with like, oh, cars and how they go bad. <laughs> um, wait. That's what Crash is about. Which is, the, is that the one with James Spader? No. That's Sex Lies in Video. Too. No, there's another. Crash. Oh, yeah, Crash, the one where they fuck, yeah, fuck crash. their wounds. Crash, and stuff like that. yeah, that's the Cronenberg one, not yeah. the Paul Haggis one oh. that's about racist. Cass, there's like a weird film where they like get I into car crashes this. and then fuck each other's wounds from the car oh, crashes. I thought it was that they fuck the car. <laughs> that's the counselor oh. Ridley uh, Scott yeah um, but in terms of the laundromat I was very excited for it had a lot of actors that I like in it Meryl Antonio Banderas and some actors that I do not Gary Oldman um, so Haywire is Gina Carano yeah continue it's quite quite a fascinating film I'd be keen to chuck it on for a mixed bag sometime see if it works um, but I, I had been dissuaded by a lot of negative or like middling reviews for this, so I decided not to check it out. So this was a blast to see more Soderbergh, because honestly, if you haven't seen his filmography, like you are going to get some wonderful films if you Mm. check them out, so please do. Had you come across this one? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, this one had early buzz. Obviously, like, it's Steven Soderbergh, Gary Oldman, Meryl Streep, Antonio Banderas, Mm. like, it's about the Panama Papers, so it sounded really important, Mm. not knowing anything about the tone or anything. Um, so there was some like anticipation for this film. Also, famously, Meryl Streep does not pick really good directors for her films. So her working with someone really solid like Steven Soderbergh is like an event. She just did the post with Steven Spielberg. So, you know, like this is very promising. <laughs> um, but then, uh, you know, the reviews start coming in and the critics are baffled about this movie. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a little Twitter moment about a little uh, costume that we will discuss later on. So you were ready for that yeah. thing that happened. But oh. also, oh. I was not. not ready about, I thought it was like a little section of the film. <laughs> Rather than a, a central, yeah. central you know? character, yes. one might say. Yeah, absolutely. And he... Dear reader, you will get to know Don't worry, all, we'll about tell you all about it. Um, <laughs> but before that, should we get on to yeah. the in a minute? Well, did you have any history? No, I already said. Yeah. Oh, cool. And <laughs> I haven't seen it since now. 
All right. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, James will be doing this episode's movie oh, in a minute. My, wait, hang on. Give me a sec. My mind is okay. so scrambled. Get yourself ready. Um, and then when you're ready, I'll start. What does it even start with? Good luck. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. don't yeah. fuck it up. Start. Okay, we start with Meryl Streep, who is kind of like a uh, like a dowdy old <laughs> like um, lady with her uh, couple, um, James Cromwell, um, going for a <laughs> couple of her husband, James Cromwell, uh, and they go on a ride, and then he dies. There's a, an era on a cruise ship, a, a tiny cruise ship, and he dies. Um, and then she tries to get some insurance or like to, to uh, yeah, sue people for this. Um, and that doesn't go well. And then she proceeds to go uh, and try and find out who yeah, is behind high. it. And um, meets Jeffrey Wright's character, who, uh, <laughs> and, and then basically the main characters of the piece are Antonio Banderas and Gary Oldman, who run this firm where um, companies can just like exist uh, behind like a uh, a bank a, a, a sealed account, and they take us through a very episodic stories, uh, and then they go to jail. Uh, Five more seconds. The end, and then Meryl Streep takes off all her wigs and talks directly to the camera. <laughs> Done. I lost it. I'm a couple. She's there with her couple. Yeah, the words just um, didn't function yeah. there. Yeah, so I, look, that was okay. You did an alright job considering, considering the movie. Considering the movie. So the thing with this movie is when it was going in and I saw that the, the thing came up and it said it's these are based on actual secrets. Mm. My thought was Oh, and then the um, uh, Antonio Banderas and Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is doing a Werner Herzog impression, by the Ugh, way, throughout this oh film, man. and it's terrible. Um, particularly every time Antonio Banderas speaks, and we put the two accents in contrast to each yeah. other, it's awful. Um, but then, yeah, they said Antonio something about. Antonio is not awful. The Antonio contrast is, great. is awful. Yeah. The contrast that's, that's bad. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they they started by saying something about like the stories you're about to hear today are this, and I was like, oh, is this going to be an anthology film? Um, which you're not wrong. You're not but wrong. But it is sort yeah. of. There's a lot yeah. of little weird stories that you just go off in a long sort of 15 minute, 20 mm. minute sequence. Mm. It feels a bit characters. like um, uh, the Joy Luck Club, which we've re- reviewed in the past. Where <laughs> does it? Well, <laughs> uh, not in terms of a family, yeah, but just like they've got like a main thrust, which see, is yeah, kind of mural, and then it goes. Like, we're going to this person now. We're going to zoom yeah. in on their story, and it's, yeah. it's yeah. But the film doesn't really set that up. It no, just starts it happening. Start doing um, it until quite a bit in, which is why it's yeah. confusing. Yeah. So. <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> we'll start with what we like. Models. We'll start with like, yeah. um, who is so MVP, the MVP? Our most visually pleasing. The hot butter. Who's the hot butter of this cast? My vote here <laughs> oh, is, come on. is Antonio Banderas. Two times. Um, I mean, no I know we question. weren't doing hot butter before, but, but two times. Time the experience was very similar <laughs> to Evita, where it was just like, He's great. He needs to do more. Give him more. I want to see him in better films. It's similar in that every time Madonna was on screen and Evita yeah. was we like, boo. And then every time Antonio was on, we were yeah. like, yeah. Except but here also, it was with any time Gary Oldman was on, we were yeah. like, boo. <laughs> but like, it just, he's, it's just got a flair and a panache. And like, the crew seems to know because there's, like, or maybe this is just his body, but it's like his suits fit really suits well. Fit Except for that one, which suit. like yeah. didn't. There was fight. one bad. There suit. was yeah. one bad suit. Made his midsection look a little thick, yeah. but you know. But he just uh, exudes like this, like intensity and sexual energy, which is not necessarily needed for the character, but it uplifts it. There is nothing sexual about this no, character. To me, like what Antonio is, is like, you know, like those celebrities like who sell you whiskey. Mm. Yeah. That kind of energy. 100%. But he's doing it successfully. Like, yeah. I want to buy the whiskey from Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Not necessarily Bill Murray and Lost in Translation. You know what I'm saying? Are, like, we, are we trying to read that 
Are they implying that they're a gay couple? No, they have no. different houses. They have different houses, but like, uh, yeah, I guess that yeah. could have been. So uh, Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas like basically narrate the film to yes. us, narrate yeah. the story. They're breaking the fourth wall. They tell us the history of money. It's the classic, like you know, the devil is the it's the devil's oh, advocate yeah. situation oh. of like where the, the, the villainous narrator. And yeah. this film starts out bold, mm. like Ooh, we where uh, there's it starts out with Meryl. I can't remember which order it comes in, but. Before Meryl, we get these two narrating it. And mm. we hear the whispers of Gary. And we go, oh, God. And then we hear Antonio and we're calmed. And then they're, they're walking in like, a it looks like a time. desert. And there yeah, are cavemen cave on the ground. And their eyes <laughs> are blanked out <laughs> with, you know, censorship. A moving black censorship rectangle. Yeah. And they chuck the cavemen money as they're explaining how, like, trade was created. They're talking yeah. about, like, the history of money and how money happened yeah. from bartering. And it, a lot of this film is about money and tax Look, and things that are like very theoretical, very complicated mm. and they're trying they're so darn I, I, I definitely admire the yeah. attempt they're the trying so hard it's kind of like got the same energy I know you haven't seen this as the big short where like they kind of trying to jazz up the um the story of the, the housing, housing crisis, crisis yeah. yeah to make it more digestible which to me I do appreciate, but always comes off as smug. Like I'm just like, yes. stop talking down to me. Yeah, in the big style. In the big short, they like <laughs> cut away to like famous actors like Margot Robbie in the bath. Like, oh, I'm going to explain this to you, and it's going to be more interesting because I'm mm. Margot Robbie. Um, and they're kind of trying to do a similar thing here, where they're all dressed up, and there's these sweeping long shots where, like, if they're in a desert or in the supermarket. And I thought that first section where they were like. Okay, first there was trade, and then there was a whole bunch of, like, and then credit and invisible money. Um, that one, because it's so nuts and bolts, I was like, okay, I'm with I'm it. Getting it. I, I'm getting I get it. it. Here we are. We're in a bar now. <laughs> but, Gary Oldman is pretending, is shouting. Well, yeah, they go downstairs into a bar, and, and then and the it's it. just not being mixed properly, or, like, or just to the level that the just people think- are acting, because... All of a sudden, yeah, Oldman starts going, and then this is a loud party. He's sort of shouting, but Antonio yeah. is kind of just slightly talking with projection, and yeah. it does not make sense it's, for the sound of the party, and it's just a slight well, thing, but it, it annoyed us. It worried me because, like, a lot, like, <laughs> Gary, the character in the film, was introduced a lot earlier than... Uh, Mossack is his character. It was mm. introduced a lot earlier in the film than than Antonio. So I was like, oh, we get the real person, Gary. Okay, whatever. But then we get Antonio later on as well. So that's really good. But yeah, it's 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 entertaining. Like I'll give Gary Oldman props. It it was, I was it was entertaining watching him try. Yeah, <laughs> like the he, contrast. He's really and... bit into that accent with his whole mouth. <laughs> well, he's from that. <laughs> was Christoph Waltz not available? Like, what are no. we doing? Yeah, uh, he's he's from that mold of actors. That's like, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to. It's all about the the panache, the flair. Like, like you look at the Darkest Hour with him as Churchill, and he's like got yes. the fat suit and like all Still the. Not prosthetics. Yeah. I have no interest in yeah. and I think it's just that kind of like, oh yes, I am so clever with my transformative abilities. Mm. But he doesn't. It always feels very um, artificial. Mm. And then also hearing about who, what he's like personally, it's just has turned mm. me fully against yeah. Oldman as a performer. I think <laughs> I'm just going to brush over that. Yes, yes. yes. Mm. Um, but I think the structure is good. Not always successful, but. I can see why they employed it, and it did aid the telling of this very uh, complex story. Yeah, the um, thing is, like every time they did something absolutely wacko, 
like we were all going wow what is that and like that's you know generally not the response i would have if somebody's like you're gonna sit down and watch this film about the panama papers i would not expect mm. to have any points where yeah. i was just like what is going on like uh, but he, he does like try to like the informant and um, with matt damon is like another kind of example where he's like trying to inject quite like boring subject material and try to uh, inject it with a little bit of like comedy or like absurdity. Um, have either of you seen The Informer? I have, I have not. not. No. And so it's like uh, he's like a, a character that like is like a complete idiot and bumbles his way into like I don't can't remember earning a bunch of money. But then weirdly like Soderbergh makes these weird decisions like casting a bunch of famous comedians like super funny people like um, um, oh and they're all gonna like. Tony McHale and um, uh, Will Arnett and stuff like that. All oh, I, was like, like, I was like, who is Tony McHale? Oh, Tony Hale? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I, and Joel McHale. That's what happened yeah. in my head. I, I don't know who Tony Hale is either. He's, um, He's Buster Blue. Buster, yeah. They just get oh, like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. obviously, uh, oh, Gary and Veep. And Joel McHale is in there too. Just yeah. all the Hales. Um, and they're playing these roles that are deadly serious. There's no jokes in them. Right. But they're just played by funny people. And you're like, what? What am I supposed <laughs> to feel from this, yeah. St Stephen? Right. Um, um, and there's a bit of that in the sixth film too. This yeah. film, yeah. So we start out with these characters and then it kind of zooms in on like an actual story of the Meryl person. So we get and to Meryl Streep. I do character. actually like this section of the and film. Yeah, like yeah. this little section, it's her and James Cromwell and they make a very convincing couple. Yeah. They've got some nice yeah. like kind of couple things together and then yes, there's just kind of this out of nowhere tragedy. They're just out on their little pleasure cruise with their other retiree friends mm. and then this big wave comes and knocks the boat overboard and James Cromwell dies yeah. um, mm. along with lots and lots of other people from the little town um and then we yeah we learn the whole sort of central problem of the thing is going to be that she is not getting the like the the boat company doesn't get their insurance money that they're supposed to get mm. to pay out all the settlements of the people so she's not yeah. getting the money that she's supposed to get yeah. but i feel like she, she did get some money she yeah she did she, she's got some money she has enough to like insurance. yeah she has enough to potentially buy a really nice, a really nice apartment like, in las vegas yeah apartment. Um, um, yeah, so which I was a bit confused about she doesn't like, what eventually, money she should get and what. But I, yeah, I wonder. I mm. think yeah, the, that in terms of bottles, that scene in the penthouse apartment is probably oh, yeah. my favorite like mural section of the movie, and maybe bit. my favorite bit of the film. Yeah, there is a really tender moment where she's just like she buys this apartment because you know like it's connected to a really important moment in yeah. her so and John, where James Cromwell's marriage. Yeah, so it's met, um, mm. and like, it was a sort of overlooking mm. the corner where they met for the first time. And yeah. So she wants to like, find <laughs> really, us this, really lovely nice. she has this lovely monologue yeah. that she's talking about to her grandchildren. And her Which daughter. the kids are like, and the, bye yeah. Felicia. Well, she's, she's, like, she's talking and about... And then we saw Diana Ross, and the kids are like, cool, it's I'm like, 10, I don't know who that is. That? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the kid actors are... Quite funny as well. Like funny, not in the right <laughs> way. Fuck, there, there's there's the shot, and it's again, it's like another long sweeping shot. So they, <laughs> it was probably just the best take that they had, where the kid enters, throws like their purple purple backpack, meant to just be like out of shot, but she throws it behind her, looks fucking freaked because she nearly hit Meryl Streep in the face, <laughs> and then runs off. And honestly, iconic. I would I would I be exactly the same absolutely. way. Absolutely. Yeah. No. So um, she's got enough money to buy this penthouse yeah but so then, she's getting paid out something yeah but then Sharon Stone waltzes the in realtor comes who, right yeah, out of casino with her tight this. clothes <laughs> Hannah with the tight clothes um, and tells Mira that she uh, won't be able to buy this apartment because it's already been sold for t double the money 
by to some Russians. Russians? Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. But actually, it's a, a company. Yeah. That bought and then Meryl goes like. You know, and, and, and Sharon's like, but you can, you know, we have an apartment that's facing north. And she's like, fuck north. <laughs> Meryl's like, no, she, Meryl wants the, the apartment facing south because she wants to see her Joe. She wants to see the place where they first met. And yeah, is this the right. moment where Meryl does an incredible bit of acting? She does oh, the mouth does. acting. Oh. Where she's like, fuck north, I need my corner. And, then and she, then at the corner, she just like gesticulates with a finger towards the window yeah. and then she puts her fingers in her mouth yeah. and away only Meryl Streep can yeah. and no one has I can't remember <laughs> any other actor putting their mouth their fingers in their mouth the you only know? person I can compare is like when Brad Pitt eats Mm. when he's mm. acting and again <laughs> that is from Steven Soderbergh because the mo most amount he does is in Ocean's Eleven but that's, okay. that's the thing though like watching Meryl a lot of Meryl films we just like pick up on the Meryl ticks uh, and we're like oh mm. when they appear it feels like coming home absolutely yeah. Meryl yeah, as you said Meryl um, that necklace moment the and necklace Big Little Lies Big Little Lies where oh, she starts like putting it up like a child does with the <laughs> and we've all mouth. done that every now and again <laughs> right? you know just fucked around I, I honestly, was. this marathon has made me like a, a better fan of Meryl Streep a lot. And there is there is the dark side of what, what Meryl oh, can we'll do, we'll get, but we'll get we'll there. Get we'll get there. Um, yeah. So there's some other stuff that's working pretty well. We're like getting into the film. At this I point. quite like. I mean, we've alluded to this, but the the film does diverge to like different sections yes. to like so better illustrate the crisis of all the shady things happening. Mm. At first, it kind of starts out with, with just money like, laundering. I here guess. is uh, like you know a sort of cartoony bit like mm. explainer. With um, you know Antonio and Gary, with our um, favorite comedy Mossack duo Mossack and Fonseca from Mossack Fonseca, the lawyers that are the center, the, the law firm that's centered on the Par Panama Papers. Um, but they basically start out as being like, okay, we can describe what this type of corporate espionage situation, mm. you know, corporate um, shady dealings is, mm. um, and talk about like, well, a shell company, etc. But then at one point it suddenly diverges from being like a little explainer thing into now we're going to do an entirely different yeah, plot. specific stories. <laughs> and it's not, the yeah. plot isn't really to do, like there's money involved, but it's it's just well, a simple it affair. It's, it is to do with money. Like it's well, of, which one are we talking about? The, the, the black well, family? There's, there's the, 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 the like African millionaire yeah. And yeah. His, or billionaire probably or whatever and his like affair. And then there's also the like the woman in China that like kills the guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. I guess like they are tied with money, but I don't feel like it, the it's amount of incredibly about money. The amount of time <laughs> that we spent on it in terms of getting to know that these characters, <laughs> I don't know if it warranted. I don't care. I just enjoy yeah. it. Anyway, so yeah, we have this 20 minute long, like 15, 20 minute long. I think sequence. it's I think it might be 25. Oh, yeah, like, it's quite long. Um, it's the sequence. So we've got this like a very very rich man called Charles. Charles, who, yeah. Who uh, a presence, not the best actor but a presence Not and like has some shirts which yeah. don't know if they were no. good but they were a choice yeah um, honestly all of the costumes in this gave me life like there were some <laughs> like wild things so, so bold but that is definitely a bottle <laughs> for me bold. Yeah. Like, bold. Um, bold, bold choices. so we um, start this section with um this this woman we don't know who she is singing a cappella starships by Nicki Minaj <laughs> not particularly well yeah but she's getting into it she's like, yeah. she's enjoying her time she's yeah. on a little floaty thing um, and, and then we see Charles this millionaire um, you know like they do a little bit of flirtation we're not sure if it's going a daughter what well, we know about is mistress. that he was going to set up a trust for his daughter that's yeah. how he was introduced so we so were like, like is this the daughter please yeah. tell us it's not the daughter <laughs> yeah. this is a weird energy here um, luckily it is not the daughter but we find out it is the daughter 
where the daughter is. Roommate. It's the daughter's roommate, and he is fucking her. Yeah, and, and, and comes, comes the daughter and discovers it all. Yeah. Um. And so basically, the story is about him sort of bribing the daughter with these bearer shares um, mm. for a company which is worth $20 million. Yeah. Um, saying, like, look, if you keep your mouth shut and don't tell your, your mother. mother about this whole thing and yeah. let it let me, you know, continue having my mistress, um, and, then I'll give you these these shares. And their explanation of bearer shares was, you know, quite simple and concise. It's just whoever, yeah. like, who bears the shares, whoever tickets. holds the paper. Yeah. Um, so I appreciated that little bit of education. I was like, education. I what this is now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so then there's this whole sort of uh, various shenanigans occur. Yeah. The mother comes in and is like, oh, you can't like you give up your you know your um, roommate your best friend your best friend for some silly argument I'm gonna call her so clearly like she's like a very best best friend yeah, yeah. yeah. close to the family close to the family <laughs> um, um, yeah and the mother and then, is like you know Astrid just like you know come to the party you're very right. important to us like no go, man is worth breaking a friendship yeah, over go to so your good. favorite store get a dress that says I did it <laughs> And, and she turns up yeah. in like a flower print, like yeah, not that like, I should again like generally bold choices, but this wasn't the boldest no, choice. No, no. But I feel like generic. honestly, you know, Astrid seemed pretty tacky, so like yeah. wouldn't yeah. surprise me if this is a character <laughs> choice. She had like a bag that like had like a strap around her instead yeah, of like like a nice clutch, back. babe. Like come on. Um, but yeah, so then everything it all it all comes to light. She comes yeah. in the whole situation. Astrid weirdly assumes that the mum knows because of a misinterpretation yeah. of the yeah. phone, and then she says, "Oh, I've been fucking Charles." And then obviously there is some drama. The sister, a sister daughter, comes down and slaps her over the face. There are some heavy slaps in this film. Yeah. Meryl also slaps a child on the knee <laughs> quite not, forcefully. Not slaps. It was it's just like a, a little She's kind of like tap, like a, like a tap. tap. But she does it with force. Meryl went too hard on the tap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, they, all the foley, whoever did the yeah. foley went a bit too yeah. hard with the foley, and it sounded a little bit painful. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, so this is our story. Then ends yeah. with um, presumably after this scene, uh, yeah, the daughter so. and the mother going to some lawyers and saying like, "Hey, can we have our twenty million dollars?" Yeah, and they're like, "Nah." Turns out that Charles has moved all of the. Yeah. Well, they go to yeah Gary Oldman's character. Charles yeah. not in charge. Yeah, Charles has moved all the money because it was run by a trust that's run by this thing. So yeah. basically, I guess the the point of the story is to show how people can get tricked because yeah. of money stuff the point of the story <sighs> is that the world is ruled by men sitting behind papers cast that was a yeah. big quote and then right. the biggest part of the story is the reveal at the end of this scene where simone the daughter stands up and we see the most heinous pantsuit she's wearing <laughs> yeah. so she's wearing a, 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 yeah, a bold yellow pantsuit but also With there's like, like gray, a gray, gray kind yellow. of spackled um print on like it's meant to be fashion looks, but she's not pulling it off one yeah. it just looks ugly it like, looks like a little but like you know it was bright yellow but then it got mold yeah. on it and then it just honestly mm -hmm. and just fisted yeah. so yeah. we're going to talk about this in a little bit as well but the, the clothing reveals when people stand up oh. are amazing <laughs> I don't know I feel like that's a bottle <laughs> <laughs> no that's what I mean like, oh, okay. in the next story in the next story yeah, yeah. so this is a, this is a good a good chunk of our yeah, film but a good I, third like, of our film yeah. <laughs> like all of us were like we don't know how we got here but we're enjoying the but story was, uh, actors you know not all of them were great but they all had presences yeah. <laughs> um, mm. the mum is very good she's also so in uh, personal history of David Copperfield, yeah. which mm. James and I had seen, she's also um, a very bad bitch in that. Yes, <laughs> and he had a good outfit. Um, one too many pearls, though. 
Um, on the other scene, we see... Yeah, somehow we get there. I don't remember yeah, how. I, I don't know. So this this other story, look... Just China a, comes up. If you've watched the film, maybe you'll get a better understanding of all the money Either stuff way, than we did. a whole lot of stuff happens. Gary yeah, Oldman way. and Antonio Banderas hang out in a supermarket, and one of them is pulling off an outfit, and one of them is not. Guess <laughs> but which. Like, also like Guess the same outfit as well. And no, like, it's, <laughs> it's weird because I feel like... I think this might be the section where like Gary Oldman has the flashier outfit that yeah. Antonio and, and I'm like just switch them. switch just it up because like mm. he does not, is not pulling that off but Antonio could and like Gary could pull off the much simpler um, mm. suit that Antonio is wearing but I don't know anyways this other story takes place in China we've got and um, so we're reunited with one of our friends yeah. from Joy Luck Club mm. which is why I had it on the brain Rosalind yeah. Chow who plays the wet blanket wife <laughs> the one that yeah just never says no to her husband yeah, um, yeah. and um, then she has to stick stand up for herself there that's is, her whole plot it's kind of the worst one there someone... is a white businessman this is uh, Matthias Schoenert who has been in a few films he was in the Old Guard, which I mentioned a few weeks back. Oh, yes, but that he's is also him. in, like, Bullhead. He was, like, in, in Rust and Bone with Marion Cotillard. Oh, he that's a, him. Yeah, he did a few films in English. Like, you know, he's he's around. He's a, a European presence in Hollywood. Mm. So, um, yeah, he's a businessman. I don't know what he does. Like, he does who business. Cares? She's doing business. Both yeah, us, she's... Like, we were all watching this scene and just did not whole, know what was happening. All I got from this scene is that there was an an, an amazing pantsuit. A yeah. beautiful... Rosalind Chair's pantsuit yeah. was very bold. It was um, red with flowers, I think. Yeah, it was very, like, traditional kind of. It was kind very, of. like, traditional yeah. cheap-style styles, but we're going to, like, cut it like a western. Yeah, well, it was yeah. good because she had, like, her cigarette pant and her pump. Mm. Oh, so good. Um, and also, like, she has her um, whiskey pour in yeah. the same Assistant silhouette, but it was like all in black, and she's got the slick long hair. <laughs> it's very cool, very Kill Billish vibes for me, like mm. which I enjoyed. Yeah, all I got from the scene is that they drank at various points. A lot of whiskey, they drink a lot yeah. of whiskey, which and is then, honestly like um, I that's, buy the, that that's, that's the theme of this episode eventually cutaway. we have a story within a story yeah in which uh the french guy oh. tries to bribe like tries to to blackmail the chinese lady yeah they're in business she, together they're doing for, business yeah. and he tries to sort of subtly suggest she should do something else and so she sort of says like no because you know about the chinese secret police and then she tells like a long story about like the falun gong situation which okay i do not know we, there it is not confirmed okay. whether or not the like Organ harvesting of the Falun Gong is real or not. There yeah. is some evidence for it. There's some evidence yeah. against it, and we will not say about whether it is factual or not. Let's do not come for us, Falun Gong. But let's set this but. up because, like, we're in a story within a story, and then she's like, "Let me tell you a story," and we're like, "Really? <laughs> we're, we're doing okay. And so <laughs> we're going in, deeper into the Rubicon. Another Inception layer down. Mm. We've got like, yeah. So the Falun Gong are just doing some of their Tai Chi, their Falun that's, that's that's what they do is Falun Dafa right, stuff. Okay, that's not yeah. to yeah. anything. And look at me being seized. culturally <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I don't know. They're always in Cuba Street doing the you know. Oh yes. Um, but yeah, they anyway. One of them gets seized, and then we get shown like some like really gory depictions. Okay. Oh, First of all, God. there was Organ a heart harvesting. harvesting. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, okay but then, well, well, you see the heart coming out, and then it moves away, and you see like the body like open, like so we're getting pretty gory, and you're like, okay, I can handle yeah, this. But also context at this point, there are some wild things that have happened in this film already, so we're like, okay, okay whatever, 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 yes. Um, and <laughs> my biggest belly laugh just out of sheer like bewilderment. Matt and I were crying. <laughs> like, oh my god, 
we see a scene of like the doctor person like a cornea harvest like uh, literally like, like slicing it and it doesn't eye. cut away and, and it's just so go- graphic if you <laughs> have seen Shen Andalu you know that scene where like he cuts off yeah. the eye it like but that has no- like a tasteful yeah, it's just like, one moment it has nothing on this this is full on like like scooping, sco- scooping it out uh, <laughs> it was like oh, no. so like there's a film Killing of the Sacred Deer um, which it starts with like a uh, it's like a <sighs> heart kind of some kind of like cutting open a heart that one is motivated because it's a cold like sinister film and this is meant to be like Kind of a frothy comedy. We had, like, yeah. Like, we just I, looked at the scene where... To me, I'm just like, I can handle the heart. It's the eyes. <laughs> the eyes. The eyes have it. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Anyway, that was so too much. It was just from out of nowhere. Anyways, and then that was gone. So that was very entertaining. <laughs> I don't know if I was, like, We had no idea what's the money side of stuff in the <laughs> yeah. business. But anyway. Just someone's getting their eye gone. Rosalind, I mean, like, she... and She she wh- takes back the power yeah. in the scene yeah. with this story. She, yeah. she murders him by poison, so, yeah, sets up the scene. Yeah, because she says, like, oh, you need to divorce your wife to show that you trust that and he's just like no you're gonna have to trust me and then she's just like hmm have some of this water and there's a shot of the (laughs) and there's a shot of the pourer and we're kind of bored so we're like oh she's pouring that whiskey very good and then she pours the water like kind of nervously nervously. and we just figured it was the actor like the hand was trembling so I was like this is poison for me I was like oh she didn't quite nail the water pour I'm not thinking of that why is she offering water when she could have offered whiskey so I'm like "Mm." Uh, Uh, anyways the conclusion of this is they frame the the Business, the Belton businessman. The murder of a guy. Well, he gets this huge dick vein in the in the top oh, of his head. <laughs> it is just like pulsing. Oh, the funny thing about this poisoned. is, yeah, when he's being poisoned, like this vein protrudes from his oh. forehead. And I swear, Cass reacted worse to the vein. It was gross <laughs> because that was the eye. I know it was a fake thing. Yeah. Whereas that's that man's real head. Yeah. Like he has to live with that vein. Uh, no, I can't deal with some that. Some people, load. I mean, some people like those, but I don't yeah. like those veins. It just reminds me of the body and the, all this yeah. gooey stuff inside. Oh, no. Anyways, anyway, um, they um, get arrested. They like she. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so actually. Scene so that it looks like he overdosed um, on OxyContin yeah. um, and like put on some like yeah. porn for that he was in yeah. front of and like put some stuff into it. And they like nod at each other like, oh yes, that's the right volume. Good this job. is the right porn to choose from. And then she well. um, confesses this to a the lawyer, I'm lawyer. thinking. Yeah. And basically it was like, he was coming after me and my husband... Um, and so we need to do this to protect Fairly, them. like, uninteresting stuff. The, the lawyer All seems pretty, pretty, like, clear, straight lace, you it's know, he's in a black yeah. suit. Um, when he so stands then, up. And yeah, then he stands. And he has these... These boots. These, and the, these knee-high, the studded boots. And the, and the filmmaking oh doesn't God. really highlight it. You just no, it's, not, it's just there for I a couple like of seconds. It wasn't supposed to be... It's not part of the, no. part of the script. Like, this guy the man just, stands up and he has cool a, boots. I want a flower. I'm just like, is this the actor making the call? Is this, is this the like, costume designer just like, Is this what, what is you this? wear in like the army of the Chinese Communist Party? Some really fierce studded boots. I read it as like, everyone's loves a little bit of flair even this person that just like yeah. just seems pretty normal he's got these nice ass it also oh, reveals as well that he was he was not on her side no he her in yeah yeah and then they um, got arrested. Yeah, and she, then, her husband gets yeah. arrested and he's doing a speech about how corruption is bad. And it's like, oh, it was corrupt. Yeah. And he has a huge amount of microphones. Too I, many yeah, microphones. Yeah. Um, I guess to me, like my biggest 
bottle, I'm using it, yes. um, from from this film is just like the insanity because there are yes. some, there are just some uh. wild, there's a sequence where this lady who's working for Mossack and Fonseca, she gets like, she like trips on a thing. Well, first she's like oh, yeah, riding yeah. on a bus yeah. and then and like, it's a bumpy oh, bus. Potholes, it's terrible. Yeah. And she, they, they bus driver's like, everybody off. Uh, every, she's walking to work and then like a random guy driving his car we, he drives past it looks very suspicious and we're like is he going to shoot it? no Drive by. he's just driving no. by and then he gets also goes in a pothole crashes into a um, you know a, a big lamppost type thing yeah. like the electricity things that falls down a loose wire a wire snaps and then she gets hit by electrical cable and dies yeah, yeah. and like and, and, and the electrocution is comedic it it's is just like a Whoop! yeah it is a and full the, on cartoon and the filmmaking comes alive in that bit absolutely yeah. this like whole fucking um, you know like Rube Goldberg machine of just like but it's yeah and the purpose of, <laughs> of the death is that she was Works for Mossack Fonseca, yeah. and they she's like a random desk clerk, and they've made her be the like the, a director of yeah. like yeah. twenty five thousand companies. And then when she dies, they then when she dies, it shows that they someone company. else inherits them. Oh, and I think this is a and perfect is segue. A perfect segue to, to the, the, the things we hate in this movie. <laughs> one final thing for a bottle, because okay. we we're talking these crazy um, sequences okay. is. Meryl is going to where is she where is she traveling to to Nevis. find out to Nevis to Nevis and so Hamilton. she is on the um, plane and she's looking at a kid like next to her and a guy and it seems pretty kind of normal and then when she's going to this building she oh, is strutting beautiful island like yeah like sun-kissed kind of like cinematography yeah. there's this woman who struts across the screen yeah Meryl has her strut on and it's not like particularly noticeable but we all did clock it like she has a purpose and then she crosses into this huge like beautiful intimidating corporate building and then pulls out a (laughs) shotgun and just starts wailing on everyone (laughs) huge Um, explosions and we're all going like she's killing everyone (laughs) i think it could have gone gorier personally but like it was still wild she just shot near them yeah Yeah, she was shooting the walls because she's trying to find the guy that needs to give her the insurance yeah and then um but then poof it's a dream dream. well the funny thing to me is like she also dreamed the little boy and And the the man sitting next to her yeah because she's like in a shitty far shittier plane (laughs) than where she came from anyway speaking of meryl yes meryl meryl does not play just one role no she's a woman of many talents and many Ethnicities. Many ethnicities. I mean, as Meryl Streep said, we're, we're all, all come from. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, oh, Lord. given that attitude, it makes sense that she choose to portray, I'll give it an ethnically ambiguous character. I would say I Latin would say, X, but. But, uh, you know, definitely Hispanic of some yes. kind. Yeah. <laughs> and we meet her, and um, Meryl is calling Meryl. Um, the two roles are talking to each other She's over the, woman the phone. Who has inherited all the companies from the other lady? And this woman, I don't remember her name. Oh, it doesn't come up. I don't she, has, she has she has a, a huge brown wig. A really large prosthetic, a prosthetic nose, nose, and she is wearing glasses upside. that, upon <laughs> further inspection, oh are upside my first, down. My first belly laugh of this movie the when James down. pointed out the upside down glasses. Oh, oh the character choice. And then when she oh. when and she appears she later. Stands. Yeah, we see, see the, padding. the padding. The padding. The padding. Padding for a fat the, suit. The, the wonky padding. <laughs> the wonky lopsided padding. Which is oh. 
It's clearly theatrical, and Soderbergh is trying to do oh, like an experimental the theatrical oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. So there's intent to it, but personally, so, like, didn't work for me. If, look, the look enough is offensive in that it's ugly, but also it is culturally insensitive. Yes. But then we hear her speak. <laughs> and in the accent. And yeah. in the accent. The accent she was doing. Well, you know those people who say Meryl Streep can play everything. <laughs> You're wrong. Yeah, she met her challenge. The limit does exist. I bet she buried this for Netflix because she knew that this wasn't her best <laughs> Because day. it's also like, given the ending oh, of the look, we'll talk about the end, I think. Yeah. Uh, but like, yes. that I do understand, like, cause for most of this, I was like, why did I even get Meryl to play this role? Like, why did <laughs> yeah. And I think we're not supposed to realize it's Meryl. But all of us know it's Meryl. Like, it's so cartoon. Like, anyone with eyes. Any, you you don't need upside down glasses to see that this but is it's Meryl. Like, <laughs> it's like the most, of, like, it's like three kids in a trench coat level. Like, I'm surprising. I'm just going to yeah. disguise myself. And I would just like to meet the person. I would like to meet the person who's seen this movie. And at the end, when Meryl's like taking off the wig, they're like, <gasps> what? There are people, I am certain, that oh, would have had that. Sure. Like, you know, because... People also like don't necessarily like some people just don't have like the the face the hair recognition. But even her accent sounds like Meryl putting on a fake. Yeah. Everything about her is the most like disguise you make the sky. Like I can <laughs> see like, like so Where is the sombrero, Meryl? Just go on. It happens in like other films as well. So like Suspiria is a oh, recent Lord. example where Tilda Swinton plays like three characters. She's like yeah. there the main no character. There's no reason for her to do it. No, as well, no. In this and or in that one. Suspiria. No, that was, I was like, why is playing the old man? It's yeah. so it's like ma- it's not even like Maiden Mother Crone because one of them's like a guy. Like, it all been. It doesn't yeah. Make sense. yeah. Well, it's funny because in that instance as well, as well as this, the secondary role takes away from already pretty good performance in yes. the film. Tilda was fucking fierce as that matri like that yeah, headmistress the, the head, lady, head, witch lady. Yeah, yeah, she was great. Um, but the old man, I was just like, Ooh, okay. you're letting down the side because you've. And then she's just like a blob of like, like in the Katie final Tilda. scene. Like, yeah. Um, anyway, and this one is exactly the same, and that you're yeah. like, okay. Meryl's doing pretty good as her role as this lady whose like husband is you know yeah. and, then, and then we go we, this big like oh ball of con- con- well, <laughs> confusion it just, it just kind of like highlights like the film doesn't know who its protagonist is or like doesn't have enough substance to fo- follow through on one story because like I really like the Meryl character but I feel like she didn't have like, enough of a journey because ultimately she doesn't She's pretty passive mm. across Well, this is those. the thing. Is I think it's not so much the issue of not knowing who the protagonist is, but having, like, changed their mind halfway through who their protagonist yeah. is. Because mm. it's like, if it had been set up as an anthology about with Mossack Fonseca are our protagonists, mm. yeah. and we're seeing stuff from their perspective, but also we're, through that we're learning about how why they're bad yeah. and evil, yeah. that would make sense. It's more of a, a true anthology for each of these different yeah. things. Instead, we set up that Meryl Streep is going to be our protagonist and mm. that it's going to be about her trying to get justice for her husband. Yeah. And then it just... that. And then she's just one of the many the stories. Like, and like, in the second half, we get... conclusion? Madam... She watches Barack Obama yeah. on the TV saying... saying yeah. Panama Papers are bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's I, all. I honestly thought, whoever this woman is, Maria Luisa Estrip. <laughs> Maria Luisa Estrella. Yeah. <laughs> She's, uh, I thought it was going to be a, a tiny role. No, like no, one no. of the many gags of the film. It is like literally half of her performance. It's, it's like yeah. the second yeah, half Yeah, basically of the like the, we, we stop having anything to do with the original Meryl With Ellen, yeah. she kind of fades out. And so we have this other one that just oh, keeps Lord. showing up in the background. Yeah, also, I, I would uh, love to look into the background uh, and I see like say, if um, this was negotiated by yeah, Streep or like. I don't know. I feel like it's all based on the end of the film. 
Yeah. Yeah. Also, we have to remember Meryl Streep is a baby boomer, so you know she probably does not see the nuance of of exactly of what this yeah. is of what like, she's, she's doing. We're all Africans. You know, we all saw that <laughs> clip of her giving a standing ovation to Roman Polanski in two thousand two. Um, I'm just looking up. So I looked up on the Wikipedia um, <laughs> to try and see if there was anything about that to see. And there's a tab called Controversy. Mm. And I was like, ooh, what's this? But no, it's um, the two men at the center of the film, <laughs> Jürgen Mossack and Ramon um, Fonseca, sued Netflix and attempt to block the film's release. They argued the film defamed them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I argue your actions defame you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> You guys went to jail, but no, Honestly, nothing. You guys are lucky to be portrayed by I know. Antonio Banderas. I know. And if even for Ramon Fonseca, I would. Yeah, yeah like, if I was Mossack, though, I'd be yeah, like, a bit. "Hey, come on!" It's like, could you? Where was Christoph Waltz? Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, other stuff that happened. But to me, like, I'm like, this is not necessarily like I don't feel any other two way of either way about this. But lots of cameos in this. Yeah, in we this, haven't talked at all yeah. about Jeffrey Wright. About Jeffrey Wright. Um, where. There's Again, like casting and like people oh, in what role? Who was the casting? casting okay, the this actually, this this was very funny to me. Where like you know we see his family and clearly the son is that's not your father, son. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright is not your father. Jeffrey Wright is a very light skinned light skin, actor. Yeah, you guys yeah. have different African ancestry. <laughs> Um, yeah. He's putting on an accent, which yeah. like is Just, not as bad as Gary no, Oldman. It's, like it's you, like it's and understand, his wig. Did not. He might the as well have been blonde. Yeah, like, it just honestly, again, it looked like looks so unnatural. It like, feels like that SNL kind of vibe yeah. where you're like, oh, look, oh. we're all dressing up and trying to be other people. And, I mean, yeah. like now that we talk about Jeffrey Wright, it's a little, you know, uh, Angels in America slash the Manchurian Candidate. Mm-hmm. He's um, back, but I, he's, he's not, reunion, not as good as he was a mentor. No, and then also, so like Meryl confronts him and like a, not confronts, but like um, asks him a question and uh, being like, "Oh, hey, I'm looking for this um, this yeah. person," mm. and it's him, and he's like, "Oh, I, I, it's, I don't, I know. don't know what you're talking about," yeah. and it's really obvious like yeah. like he's playing it like super yeah. like he plays it very villainous yeah. but then yeah. like he gets arrested we see oh, the next this shot. is a bottle though his when suit. he gets arrested yeah i know this whole scene oh. this, his suit is great lots of pastels so we also see inside his house which is beautifully beautiful yeah um but he gets like we see his like Some second family he's in like, miami oh, airport great yeah, his family are like oh come on hey dad dad and we're like oh we saw your other family this is a different this yeah, yeah, yeah. you never take your son with you on your business uh-huh. trips and then out <laughs> come the cops yeah and um, um they arrest him and uh she the 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 other family's uh, wife oh, runs yeah. up she's like and and the officer is like are you uh vincel what Betancourt, or like band, yeah. uh, it reminds me of Bandcamp. <laughs> it's like Banhammer, but it wasn't. Banhammer. That's not no, that. Whatever his last name is. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, who is that? I'm Edith. I'm Edith. You don't even know who he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and the cops just like, uh, no, uh, man, I'm just gonna, uh, just, just gonna, yeah. just gonna p- take you aside and have this conversation. <laughs> this is Edith. This is his other wife and Nevis. <laughs> and and she rocks out. You, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. <laughs> Honestly, um, Maury weeps. This is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, and then, so, so he gets arrested, and then Meryl just sees him. She just clocks that. Um, other yeah, people so we I, see. We get. I just want to think about like how that story, because that that's, that's the end of that. You yeah. don't see him yeah. again. No, that's it. He got arrested. And I'm well, like, that's... But what did he get arrested for? General. 
Oh, I don't know. Is it to do with the David Schwimmer stuff? Yeah. As David Schwimmer's also in this. Yeah, he is. His, I guess his, well, like... David Schwimmer has just walked off the set of Carrie because he is bathed in red light. This, I think, also... Bathed in blood. Is, ...is not helped by the fact we're watching on our not very good screen, uh, <laughs> which did, did make it look like... It alters the colours slightly. Yeah. Um, but he sits in, like, a bar with, like, red lighting and Christmas lights. Yeah. Um, and talks so, about, like... Insurance. Insurance. I guess this is the conclusion of his mini section of the film. Wait, no. but I was just, I don't Because he was I talking to that officer. Look, who cares? David Schwimmer's in this film. That's one of the things I wanted boring. to. Um, it's very yeah. yeah. We're not using our um, David Schwimmer. I, I was wanting the Schwimmer Sance, which was there briefly when he was doing great in OJ and yeah, in Homecoming. Yeah. Uh, in Homecoming. Uh, um, but no, nah, he doesn't really get a lot to I do. do. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was going to get more some more material but not no, really it's literally just like um, oh we get like no. a little scene with Will Forte and like Chris Parnell and then they get they buried both get killed. what happened in that scene because I went and got a drink and <laughs> I just was like oh they did now I thought it was going to come back but it yeah, didn't it was no. like they were just in a bar and then a guy killed them yeah. <laughs> okay and then um, and then with some fancy um, and then, yeah, blur were, on oh, the film was a bit, and the reason that scene happened is because ethnic Merrill came into the <laughs> office and uh, told Mossack that Somebody had an account there, and he was like, "What?" And he was really scared. Oh yeah. And then it cuts to this, but Will Porter gets killed, and then it goes back to to Gary Oldman, and he's like, "That guy's terrible. He's even worse than Pablo Escobar." Um, um, and then I, it just didn't come back. The, yet. There's some weird a general, yeah, a general. There's some weird filmmaking, especially with um, Oldman, where it seems like the scenes were shot in <laughs> in different places because oh. there's a scene where he's talking to a secretary. Yes. Who also has a wig on, like a terrible one. Maybe they were trying to disguise like, Meryl's yeah. wig by making other people wear terrible wigs as and well. So, so like, the weird either. thing this film has is like, it's trying to do a shot reverse shot thing, but for whatever reason, the reverse shot is her ass, which it's fills up like half it's the just frame. Literally, it's just like, like her fabric, back. Yeah. cloth, fabric back, and like, like not a comment on anything whatsoever. No, it's just, it's like, just yeah. blurry fabric back, yeah. and I'm pretty sure the only reason is that they did not have those actors in the same room at the no, same time, not. and so they had okay, to film no. those scenes differently. It and certainly then, doesn't like hang yeah. her, her costume in front of the camera to make it look like they're certainly not sparkling filmmaking. Yeah, no, I just I I don't know like. If I'm being generous, I'm like, okay, like it's an it, the wig is like a comment on the general artifice and no, shit like that. And I'm no, like, no, 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 it's a bad no, wig. It's a bad wig. Um, uh, what was In general, a general like bad thing about this film is the confusion. Like I'm, I it's don't. Very, it's very, it's dreamlike almost what's because that? like you're going from bit to bit and you just think, okay, maybe they're setting that up, and then as soon as you try to hold on to something, you lose something else. Yeah. And then you realize you didn't need to hold on to it because it was never going to come back anyway. Oh. And so there's all these, you're thinking like, oh, at the end, maybe we'll, we'll wrap up all the, all the threads will come together. But they do not. There is no tying together yeah. anything. It's, it's broken up into chapters, which they call like secret, secret one, mm. secret two, with like these kind of flashy cinematic yeah. uh, um, like animated things. Kind of things um, yeah. And yeah, you're, and that contributes to the anthology. Like, but it, yeah, it doesn't add up to anything. You're just no. like, eventually... Um, Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas like go to get arrested. Jail. It comes out the Panama Papers. Uh, Antonio Banderas has a great scene where he picks up his glasses from his face. He doesn't put them on upside down like Meryl. Uh, he makes a different choice. He throws them onto his laptop. In, in uh, horror. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some yeah. weird shots in that in that scene when he's talking to the reporters though, just like yeah, from yeah. underneath. <laughs> they're canted like it's yeah. it's just. Yeah, so basically the gist of it is they get arrested for the papers. Lots of world leaders resign, people from companies, they get exposed. 
But then, you know, they're only in jail for three months. There's Marsac Fonseca is only one of many of these people, firms, companies who are doing this type of thing. So, they're like, you, you know, know, like shell companies exist. Yeah. Tax, like tax evasion and tax avoidance mm. are things. Yeah, yeah. Um, they walk off into the sunset. Well, donning. they don't walk off into the sunset uh, quite yet. That's they true. walk away from the film <laughs> set and we're like, what? It was a film set? And they do a very theatrical <gasps> moment of like, go, they put their Panama hats on mm. and complete I'll their white suit <laughs> outfits. Um, and then they walk out the studio loft door. Yeah. And, and then we see the unknown actress in her breakout role, Maria Elena. Yeah. <laughs> Maria Luisa, sorry. Maria Luisa Estripa. Estrip. Yeah, uh, and she, she walks in. She is speaking directly from be. the John Doe um, she dialogue. She revealed to be yeah. John Doe, the person that leaked the Panama Papers. Yeah. So it was her. But as she talks, she removes her wig. And my goodness. Takes out her padding. Oh, wait, 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 what? wait, wait. It's Ellen. <laughs> it's Ellen, the old lady from... Oh, it's Ellen from before. From before. Our first lady who but was then, married to James Cromwell's yeah, character. You know, she's just um, being Meryl. And she is continually removing But as she, yeah, she gets into, she's in her, her original character and she's talking to us all about how, like, you know, mm. corruption's everywhere and all of these legal loopholes exist and, like, you know, mm. the elites are the ones that are in charge of making the laws. So of course, they're going to make laws that I'm will glad you have this because I was not paying attention. Exactly, this is the stuff. And then she takes off her other wig. Which is actually quite a good wig. Yeah. Which is a great like, wig. Reveal so under like, reveal? That's a reveal. Absolutely. That's a reveal. I was yeah. not expecting that to be Absolutely. a wig. Absolutely, yeah. And so you're like, oh, it's because it's like the same colors are real hair. Yeah, yeah, could have yeah. just done her hair that way. Um, and then she brushes it out. And then it's, it's Meryl Streep. Huh? She's not doing any accents no. anymore. And it's her. It's just sitting at her talking, you know, woman to woman, saying, like, hey, you know, these things are bad. People should, the governments <laughs> should fix the laws about this stuff. The thing is, there's no call to action with this yeah. film. And that's the no. problem, is that there's literally, like, just I'm just like... Pointing it out, uh, you know. Uh, um, you're, we're, we're missing one final, like... And then there's a final image oh, yeah. that we had to image. end on. Before this, though, I will commend Meryl on her hairbrushing skills. Very fabulous. Oh, she just did a few, but they were quick Amazing. and efficient. And I also think was there was wonderful. a cut in it. Like, there's also like a, a, a sneak cut because they don't show her taking off the fake nose. But there's oh like, yeah, right. I don't think yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, cut. Yeah. I think it's just a visual effect. No, there's but, uh, with, the, with the fake nose. I think like there is like a there's a there's a thing or something. Yeah. I hidden uh, bit where they you know. They got rid of that. But then later on, there's also with the hairstyle, like it's definitely been brushed back. Mm, like it's been teased when she's finally wearing it. She didn't brush it into that. She Meryl Streep cannot do anything, James. As we've seen in this film, <laughs> everything. She gets a, a piece of cloth and she puts it over her oh, shoulder. Oh, well, we thought it was like going to be a, like, a, a shawl. A shawl. No, yeah. this is a sash. It's a sash. Mm. And this script that I'm holding, or whatever it is, all the Panama papers, I guess, I'm going to hold that in my arms. And this hairbrush. And then I'm going to stand with my hairbrush. This hairbrush is the torch. I am the Statue of Liberty. Lady Liberty. <laughs> and the final reveal Meryl of all Meryl Streep is Liberty. Her so, greatest role. Her third role, yeah. yeah. So go. I'm just like, do we do we think Meryl Streep <laughs> has no shell company? Like, she's quite rich. I don't, I, like, I don't Steven know. Soderbergh says in the script that he has five. Right. I mean, that could, I don't know, that could be like, oh, we're having fun, like we're saying. No, I'm like, I, I would imagine that's accurate. Like, yeah, they yeah, wouldn't yeah. put in the film I would if Steven Soderbergh wasn't okay so. with them saying that. Yeah. Mm. But that he has know. five shell companies in Delaware. I can never tell with because Meryl, like, to be honest. Rich. I'm yeah. like, I feel like I'm they sure probably it, do. Probably like, does. they all yeah. kind of contribute to the system. I mean, that's what, that's what they were saying. I was listening to... You know Meryl Streep gets the good stuff as well, because she is, like, the best plastic surgeon in town. She looks amazing. I was listening to a podcast where they were discussing Wesley Snipes and his kind of... 
going to jail for tax stuff. And they were like, oh, well, he just kind of got caught on on something that everyone in Hollywood is yeah, pretty much like, doing already. Yeah, like, all of them do this. It's the yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, so who is this film for? <laughs> that's <laughs> my question. I'm like, is the moral of the story, don't make shell companies? Like, is the, is the moral of the story, you know, you should lobby for your elected re- representatives to make laws that strengthen the, the like, that prevent tax havens? Because mm-hmm. guess what? Like... You know, <laughs> if you're the in people America, that we're watching in this film are benefiting yeah, from like, it. If you're in America, there are no politicians running on that platform yeah. because that's one of the things that's going to get you immediately taken out of the running. Absolutely, I think it's it's, it's an empty message that people feel inspired yeah. to share. Like the, the idea is like, oh yeah, yeah, great, amazing, but it's not. It's probably yeah, it's something not that anything. was that was bothering Steve, and uh, he was just like, you know, I'm going to make a movie. Yeah, it's just you know, because like with him, he just like picks up an iPhone. He's like, I want to make a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just yeah. I just I look at being like, what is the? I don't. Who is know. the audience? I'm, I'm even impressed <laughs> that you got that far. I was just like, okay. I think it's it's an attempt to educate, like the Big Short as well, yeah, while yeah. also being flashy and. Yeah. But it's but like the thing with the Big Short is I'm like as a person like at the the people that are watching the Big Short are the people that may have got screwed over by the housing crisis. Yeah. And so like that's you know it's not only in their good interests to know like okay this was a bad thing that happened and you should vote against politicians that want to continue their stuff but also like you know this is good to know for you for your financial mm. security mm. in future like these are the things that can happen you can get tripped into stuff you got to read these you know like fine print whereas here i'm like your average joe isn't the person doing this stuff mm. and they do reference like the idea of the average joe or who they think they're they're uh, making this for is like oh the meek shall inherit the earth of like oh why aren't we why aren't the meek inheriting the earth the rich keep getting richer and the poor it's the, co- the constant like refrain throughout com- the film reminded yeah, yeah. of this the attitudes thing. but again we're like we're seeing Meryl Streep play like this like person that Alan who is like isn't doing well in the world and yeah. I was like yeah we but it's Meryl really Streep we should really be harder on this this was fucked up like yeah this whole thing like not the whole thing but you know like this approach to it was yeah very tone deaf and <laughs> yeah Oh. I can't see. Oh, <laughs> just turn on your shell company. Oh Sorry, my god! Just turn on the lights. <laughs> James can cut that out. Um, hey. <laughs> uh, no, keep it in. <laughs> um, hey guys, it's a pregnant pause as we reflect, we reflect upon the, the society. This film hosted by Net- Netflix, which is um, another company that just does such good for yeah, the common man. the only good thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, um, could be on could be on Amazon Prime. Like, true. <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah. Do you guys know that posh means? Port out starboard home. And in fact, that everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah, you do seem like you yeah. know a lot about trivia. You know a lot about trivia. I mean, honestly, I'm glad that you took that as a read against yourself. I know, but also that is the correct um, like response to anyone saying trivia. Yeah. Which, you know what? I'm surprised not more people say that to me. Because <laughs> um, that's what I would say. I'm like, well, that's very that's impressive. That's a fact. Good. Great. Good. Do we know, do we have anything else to say about this? <laughs> I was just... Yeah, not really. I was no. I was just reflecting on it. Like, there's performances I like in there. Cromwell and I, Meryl's half and Antonio. But well, it sounds like you're formulating an opinion. Yeah, James. so let's... Should we move to Bag It or Boop It? Bag or Boop. This is a weird film, but it was a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. Um, especially if you don't know what you're in for. If you maybe hear this podcast and then go and check it out, maybe because you know that there's batshit stuff coming, it won't 
You might not be well, as excited by it. So basically, just listen to the podcast. and, and it's, <laughs> it's an entertaining film in some ways. I'll get to that. Yeah. But, I, yeah. I, uh, I, I love Soderbergh's work a lot of the time. Don't love all of his films. There is a panache to this film that is... It keeps you alive. I never expected to see an eyeball cut open past silent films um, in a film so, so like, otherwise, like, relatively commercial as this. I mean, it is like... I don't a, know if I would say it's not, commercial film. It's not commercial, but I didn't expect eyeball cuts. Um, so, otherwise non, non-violent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I really did connect and like Meryl's performance. I was like, oh, in terms of her Ellen character. Yeah, yeah Meryl, especially, not, not Maria Luisa. Yeah, you know, especially you know, at the penthouse. Like, I was like, damn, this is really good work for Meryl. Like, you know, it's like it's not like... Absolute, like, Julia Child, like, super sonic, out of this world, like, ah, oh, it's so electric. But, like, yeah, I was I was fully dialed in in that scene. So, overall, I'll give it, like, the very weakest of bags. So, like, 51, 49? Yeah, yeah. If, if the, yeah, there's, no. like, there's just maybe just one or two bottles in there right. in my tiny little bag. Right. I'll, um, go, you go, I'll, go. I'll go next. Um... <laughs> I was kind of like dreading this film. I was just like not very interested in the Panic of Mall Papers to me. It sounds like a boring thing to make a film about. And you know what? <laughs> yeah, it's a very boring topic. <laughs> I literally like uh, 75% of this film, I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. You're just talking. <laughs> Gary Oldman, retire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did have a wild ride and I was not expecting two full-on crying <laughs> belly laughs in this film. Holy shit. Um, but overall, I do fi- find this film highly tone-deaf and problematic. And Maria Luisa is sleep. Get the fuck out. <laughs> um, you know, if you want to see a Steven Soderbergh film that was released in 2019, you should watch High Flying Bird, which is much fucking better. It's also oh. on Netflix. But the um, ins and outs of the of basketball industry. But it's got... And Andre Holland in it. The dialogue is much crisper, and the it, dialogue is written by Terrell Alvin McCraney. Who, oh, cool! Yeah, um, yeah, and it's fucking electric. That's what you should watch. Um, the Laundromat has fun parts you should watch, <laughs> but you know you can skip a lot of it. So fucking Biff, bye, bitch, Meryl, Louisa. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I feel like if you, the, the, I feel like I do know who the target audience is. This is. I've worked it out in the past, like thirty seconds. Uh, is students that are studying economics that have to learn <laughs> about, like, mm-hmm. or law students that have to learn about, like, tax law, international tax law, yeah. and you have to learn about the Panama Papers, and you're like, that sounds fucking boring. I don't mm-hmm. want to learn about that. Let's flip this film on. And, you know, I probably won't tell you, you know, 80% of what you need to know, but at least <laughs> it will be an interesting time, more interesting. And I think that's the thing that it, this film feels like to me. It feels like the cool teacher that teaches a really boring subject, mm-hmm. trying their utmost best trying their completely trying their hardest to make this interesting for the class who are very bored and so you can't really get past the fact that so much of it feels like a lecture and not Mm. necessarily in a dry way it feels Mm. like a lecture from a really fun lecturer which all of the candy coating in the world cannot disguise the fact that the central issues are very technical very like it's a lot of legalese a lot of like very high up in the halls of power um and it's difficult to 
see it and totally understand what's going on. If you yeah, don't it's difficult to engage thing. with it. Yeah. Totally yeah. engage with those things. Yeah. Rather than the, the wackiness of it helping to disguise understanding what's happening with the Panama Papers, like the wackiness is a totally different place. Yeah, it just distracts from it. Yeah, so you're watching it and you're like, what? What's happening out? Who is this guy? What, why is this person in it? Like, oh, what's it called? Um, Sharon Stone's in it for 30 <laughs> yeah. seconds. Like, <laughs> all these weird things happen. And so, yeah, I think for that perspective, I'm just like, there were too many points somehow in this bizarre, wacko movie where I was just bored. <laughs> because, yeah. like, as soon as they start talking about the tax things, and I'm like, I should care about this. I feel like I should care about this for yeah. the planet. Look, taxes <laughs> just not does not make interesting stakes in films. And it's like, and I, I, I feel like, you know, yeah, like, I feel like in terms of, like, international tax policy stuff, I also just don't understand how I can help mm. with it. No, like, what can absolutely. I do with that? Like, I, if yeah. it comes, we're talking about New Zealand tax policy, I yeah. understand, like, what different parties are offering. Again, we just talked about voting. Yeah. Like, that's something I can research and understand how it's yeah. going to affect my life and the effect of, you know, other people in the country. Um, but when it looks at this sort of stuff, I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't care, I don't know who... I think you need, yeah, yeah you need an emotional component, and yeah. that's there a little bit with Meryl, but like, but the, they, the films of that. the, yeah, the films that. of these that actually work, which I think they would have had a stronger um, uh, uh, film if they had chased, is like Wolf of Wall Street or The Big Short, where it like explores that kind of like a cathartic kind of high of like chasing this like ridiculously like exorbitant like amounts of money that you're making like the the excitement of doing things incredibly illegal like and then showing the consequences of that mm, or even on the other hand looking at something like Aaron Brockovich which we'd already talked about mm, yeah it's about like looking at the personal side of this you know this big um criminal case yeah and like looking at rather than from the perspective of like lawyers this and could have been Meryl's that stuff Aaron Brockovich yeah it's mm. like that kind of thing and so you know there's these, all these ways that you could do it in a way that works and I think there's an emotional component you need to have you've got to connect with either the victim or the perpetrator mm. um and we don't really connect with either except that Antonio looks nice in his clothes <laughs> <laughs> like yeah um yeah so it's definitely a biff from me like it's yeah. not a thing I could imagine recommending to anybody no. outside of like are you studying the Panama Papers <laughs> yeah. do you want to do you have an hour and a half to spare yeah <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. I can appreciate the experiment but like yeah, it. Uh, despite me bagging it, it's, I'm glad he chose of... some weird choices. Yeah, yeah. Like if I, I can imagine a much, much more boring. Here's, oh man, here's the Sorry. thing. Like, I, I came out of this film not regretting seeing it because it was interesting, and I was like, oh, there are things I could point out to that that are talking points for me to talk about. Mm. But yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's a no. I will not watch this again. Bye, Maria. <laughs> And talking of wrapping things up, we are going to be doing our final Meryl Streep. Um, That's right. The Streep Sin is coming yeah, to yeah. with a Prairie Home Companion. And, yes. Well, I mean, that might sound weird to you. Why are we doing that film? Well, we'll get into it next <laughs> next episode. Yeah. Hmm. It's, a, it's a contentious one in the table, but uh, we'll see how we feel yeah. in the conclusion <laughs> of Meryl Streep season. <laughs> The streets in. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, where can we find Mixed Bag Pod? Uh, Mixed Bag Pod is able to be found at Mixed Bag Podcast on Instagram, Mixed Bag Pod on Twitter, and Mixed Bag Podcast on Facebook. Leave us reviews. Um, yeah, five, five stars, stars please. please. Oh, and if you want to contact us, um, because we love to hear from fans, email us at mixedbagcontact at gmail.com. Cool. Um, yeah, we'd love to have some new guests, some, yeah, some new perfect. faces. Mm. We've had some expressions of interest come in. Yeah. So, Send your EOIs you know, to the email. Because like, we don't know what ones you really want to bet for. Like, 
I just, we, I, the way that I discover that people love stuff is usually at parties. Like I brought up Stranger Than Fiction at a party uh, last night and then I was like, I fucking hate that film. And then two people were like, I love that movie. So like, we don't know unless you tell us. Uh, fans of Stranger Than Fiction, please write in. Ooh, like, I think yeah. it's actually a pretty good candidate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For this, you for know, this like a Will Ferrell movie I'd love to rewatch, Blades of Glory. I've never seen it. I enjoyed that. I think I saw it yeah, twice when I was a kid. I saw it in the movies. Well, yeah. there's there's all of those post Anchorman like tele 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 nights yeah. that like yeah they're like imitation Step Brothers. I hear is actually quite good. Step Brothers is enjoyed, quite good. I enjoyed yeah. Step Brothers. Yeah. Have so, you not seen Step Brothers? No. Right, I, they, like Will Ferrell holds no interest to me really. Yeah, yeah. I don't find him funny. I tried to watch Eurovision and yeah. that was rough for me. Yeah. John C. Riley's harmless. Yeah. Brothers, though. Like well, you yeah. know, we yeah. might be discussing these in future episodes, so keep listening. <laughs> oh my God, a Will Ferrell. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> make sure you walk hard on into the sunset. That's a John C. Riley uh, riff. Okay. <laughs> what's a, what's a line from here that we can pull from? I don't know. That classy San Diego. Yeah. Bye. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.